Adairin. This is the third of seven stories from Wendy Robertson's new collection, Siblings, narrated by Anne Dover. 1922, April the 15th. At the last minute, railway and transport workers decide not to come out in support of the miners in this dispute with the coal owners. My second sister is called Adairin, which means bird in Welsh. But around here, most people call her Ada, which to my mind means nothing really, so I call her Adairin. There's no denying our Adairin is pretty. And like our mam, and everyone in this family except me, she has this shiny black hair. Her eyes are blue, and her skin throughout the seasons is a kind of dense white, like fresh bread. Adairin is very modest and shy, but I can see that the boys really like her. One in particular is Robbie Salter, the son of the grocer Albert Salter, whose family are regulars at our own chapel. Albert Salter fought in France alongside our da. His Robbie doesn't work at the pit like most lads round here, so he doesn't have the ground-in grit and black-rimmed eyes that are common among the pit lads. He has brown eyes and curly blonde hair and the deceptive face of an angel. He hangs around with some lads outside the chapel to watch the people coming out. They call out to the girls and most girls call back before turning away to laugh with each other. Bobby runs to catch up with Adairin and her best friend May, calling, Now, Ada! Then he gets between them and joins them as they walk. The three of them stand at our back gate, talking and laughing for a few minutes, before Mam shouts, Get yourself in here, Adairin. There's work to do. Adairin runs into the house to help Mam get on with a Sunday dinner. Our Bram loves Adairin's Yorkshire puddings and relishes the way she does the vegetables from Mr Hunter's allotment. This makes it a special meal, even if the meat is only a bit of rabbit or the scrag end of beef dropped off by the butcher, who was also in France with our da and doesn't forget it. These days, being so useful to Mam in the house, Adairin rarely goes to school, although she reads and writes well enough and knows her figures. Every day has its task. Mondays, washing. Tuesdays, drying and ironing. Thursdays, cleaning. Wednesdays and Fridays are baking days. On those days, our Adairin is at Mam's shoulder, helping to knead the bread and bake the pies and cakes that keep us all going through the week. Our Erwin and me are sometimes kept off school, pulled into helping with the kneading of the dough. But they never call on our Dee, whose hands are always too dirty. It's because of the flour that Robbie knows Adairin better than the other lads. They get together on Mondays and Thursdays when he walks with her from his father's shop, carrying the canvas sack containing a stone of flour, a weekly gift from his father, a gesture from an ex-soldier to the widow of his fallen comrade. When Bobby and Adairing get to Wharfdale Street, 
she takes the sack from him and clutches it to her like a baby. The truth is, the life-saving goodwill of his father means that our mam doesn't mind so much about Robbie Salter being friendly with our Adairin. Monday and Thursdays are bread days. Bread is a big thing in our house, and in many of the houses in this town. Without it, many families like ours would go hungry. The bread in our house takes us through the week for breakfasts, dinners and teas, and fills Bram's tin bait box, made by my Chilton grandar, for his dinner when he does his shift at the pit. I don't know why they call it a bait box. It's maybe down to the fact that in the olden days the men were fishermen as well as miners, and the fish bait somehow becomes a man's bait in his bait tin. Wednesday and Saturday mornings are cake and pie days. I love seeing our Adairin's small hands lifting the flour like a magician and watch it float back like snow into the big brown and cream bacon bowl. I'm at school on Wednesday, but on Saturday I can sit and watch Adairin about her flour magic. Her hands lift in the air and the flour falls like snowflakes in the air. I especially like it when Adairin makes fairy cakes. They're our treat on a Sunday tea time, the only meal we have in the front room. Adairin sets up a folding table in the middle of the room and we surround it with the chairs from the kitchen. Bram has pride of place on his seat in front of the fire, especially lit for a good Sunday. Before our day goes to Bradford, our day sits beside him. Now for the fairy cakes. Adairin has mixed flour and butter and sugar and put the mixture in the bun tin in the kitchen oven. The heat from the oven makes the buns rise like a range of little hills. Adairin cuts the top of the hill and splits them into two wings that she plants on the pat of buttercream she's placed on the top of the cakes. There you have it. Butterfly cakes. Delicious. Our Adairin will get to marry Bobby Salter and will live in the next village in a house owned by his father who has a few street houses down there. But that will be after she's had this baby called Billy. Our mam is mad about this even when they later get married in the chapel. She says Adairin and Bobby are too young to take care of the baby. So Billy stays with us in Wharfdale Street and becomes our youngest brother. Our Evan is quite pleased as now he is no longer the youngest. He has a brother. He can stand tall. Adairin still comes home on Tuesdays and Fridays to do the bacon. But now I am roped in to help with the house, doing Adairin's chores. My life begins to tumble down. In time, Adairin and Bobby will have another baby, another boy called Charlie, who stays with them in their little village house and grows into a more ordinary child, not like Billy. Billy will learn how to fly aeroplanes and will become a hero in the next war and, like our own Da, will die for his country. And I will visit the house in the bombed city where Bobby works on cars and our Adairin always makes fairy cakes on Saturdays.
1922, July the 21st. Navy shocked as planes sink ships. You have been listening to Adairin, the third of seven stories from Wendy Robertson's new collection, Siblings, narrated by Anne Dover and brought to you by Damselfly Books.